This Marketplace podcast is supported by Arkansas, the natural state. Surprise yourself with a getaway exploring scenic mountain villages, lakeside resorts, and an internationally recognized art museum that combines the power of art with the beauty of landscape. Plan your getaway at Arkansas.com. Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. You hear this phrase in politics all the time, plausible deniability. Turns out, works pretty well in business, too. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Let Marketplace be your guide to the modern world. Subscribe to the Marketplace Tech Report podcast. Find it on iTunes or at marketplace.org slash podcasts. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. This is the Marketplace Podcast for Thursday, the 25th of April. Good to have you with us. The death toll in that garment factory collapse in Bangladesh is now above 230 people. Thousands more, possibly, are still trapped in the rubble. It's the second such disaster in less than six months in Bangladesh. A fire in another factory back in November killed 112 people. Both factories are thought to have produced clothes for American retailers, and each tragedy brought pledges to improve worker safety over there. But with layer after layer of contractors and subcontractors between multinational headquarters and the person actually doing the stitching on the ground, how do you know who's responsible? Marketplace's Sabri Beneshore has more now on plausible deniability as a business strategy. After cracks were discovered in the now-collapsed building, managers at a bank on the first floor kept their employees out. Managers in the garment factories ordered their employees to stay. It's worth thinking about the psychology that would cause factory managers and owners to send workers back into a building that has developed an obvious dangerous structural flaw. Scott Nova is head of the Workers' Rights Consortium, and he says it's all about competition. Large apparel companies have multiple contractors in a place like Bangladesh. Each of those contractors hires subcontractors and then sometimes more subcontractors, all of them competing against one another. Nova argues apparel retailers use this structure to lower both price and accountability. That guarantees that they will cut costs by operating unsafely, but without Walmarts or Gaps or H&M's fingerprints actually having to be on it. Jan Hammond is a professor at Harvard Business School. She says retailers have to contract with many different factories in order to meet demand. But it doesn't mean that you can't inspect those companies. Bigger brand-conscious companies like Walmart have started auditing factories that produce for them. After a deadly fire also in Bangladesh, Walmart announced it would permanently ban any supplier found to be subcontracting without its permission. Hammond says smaller, private-label retailers are less aggressive and may not even know what's going on. It's not as clear to me whether it's intentional or not to not know. Ultimately, pressure for this cutthroat competition, economists say, comes from the consumer who wants that cheap T-shirt. In New York, I'm Sabri Beneshore for Marketplace. Consumer loans are arguably the lifeblood of the American economy. They help us buy everything from homes to autos and appliances. And then there are guns. A lot of gun buyers prefer to pay cash. But for those who can't, there's a finance industry to help out. Some of the big names are leaving that now politically sensitive market, GE Capital, General Electric's finance arm most recently. So we asked Marketplace's Sally Herships to explain gun credit. Say you're in the market for a gun. First of all, how much does it cost? Well, the average gun is about $500. There's some, of course, less and some a lot more, but I would say the average is $500. Larry Hyatt owns the Hyatt Gun Shop in Charlotte, North Carolina. He sells guns, and a lot of Americans are buying 
Last year, $6 billion of firearms and ammunition were sold at retail. That's up almost $2 billion from the year before. A lot of used guns, collector guns, law enforcement, hunting. Like a lot of gun shops, Hyatt's store offered credit for customers that needed it. But then when the financial crisis hit... The, The company that did ours quit doing it. They would not do guns anymore. Hyatt says the loan company was owned by AIG. Now he offers layaway for his customers. But he says most pay with plastic or cash. Thank goodness the credit card industry came to the rescue, and that's gun financing. It's just through the normal credit card, not through a separate company. But what about consumers who can't qualify for a credit card? Randy Frazier owns gunfinancing.com. What we're after is the client that's trying to buy a gun that he can't afford to pay cash for. Frazier says his website's customers are typically 21 to 32. I won't say they're, they're not perfect credit, but they're not poor credit. They're right in the middle. He says if you are going to...